Boker Tov, today's daf is daf Lamed Dalit and Date. So again, we learned for Fushlam for Yosef Israel Ben Chaim Michal. From the second line on the page, Tanan Hosam, we learn elsewhere in Chulin like this. What did we just discuss? The last few lines that we, learned, we finished yesterday was that you shouldn't whiten or make red hot uh, tiles that they used to bake on, and you shouldn't do it. Rabbi Yochanan said, uh, what's the reason for that? What's wrong with whitening? And it's part of, uh, you're making them hot in order to uh, bake on them. What's the problem? So Rabbi Yochanan said, because you have to check them afterwards, meaning since, that the, since they are new, brand new, you're afraid they might crack. And, if you, and it turns out if they, if they crack, you basically heated them for nothing. So it was a voter shalolitzarach, you worked for nothing. And therefore, you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't whiten or make hard tiles that are new. If they're not brand new, they've been used before, then that's part of the cooking, baking process and no problem. Another reason is because since they're new, that solidifies them. When you harden them, when you bake them the first time, that makes them hard and you're completing the process of your makabapatish. So that's more of a uh, del rice. Yesterday we talked about the Yibichayev in certain cases uh, because of makabapatish. So again, this gets into the discussion of Contra Yehuda. We had before Abuda says that even even preparing things that you need. So this is not necessarily Contra Yehuda. You could be able, it's possible, you could be able to do these things. And we said we paskin, Rashi said he paskin like Rabbi Yehuda because they're necessary in the cooking process. If that's all you have, if you have tiles that are already old and used, use those. But if that's all you have is new ones, possibly Rebuta would be matched this. In any case, that's the reason why the Mishnah said it's no good. So now the Gemara brings down a totally unrelated case, but we're going to try to join them. What does the Gemara say? Tanan Hasim, he's learning the like this. If you have a, a chicken or a poultry, a bird, Darsa, that was trodden upon by an animal, it was crushed, not crushed, crushed flat, but but it was stepped on and trodden upon, and you're concerned about the uh, limbs inside falling apart. Osha tarfa bekoso, or it was thrown against the wall. Osha ritsa behema, or an animal uh, uh, ran over it. You know, it wasn't just trodden; it was just like ran over the. It was run over by a an animal, and it can't stand up now. Umafarches and the animal. This bird is still convulsing. It's still alive. some aislays, and it stayed alive for 24 hours. It's kosher. In other words, if the animal did not die within 24 hours, then the uh, one of the Kavrashi explains that one of the kinds of trefas, there's 18 simonim of trefa, like you know, punctures in the lungs and etc., and various limbs and organs inside. One of the 18 kinds of trefa is what's called risuke evarim, when all the limbs have been fallen apart, have, have come apart. Uh, Rahman al-Sam, we had this, if you recall, in the time of the bombings, the bus bombings here in Israel, the doctor saw, for the emergency room doctor saw for the first time, a, a patient would come in and there would be nothing broken, no broken bones. They couldn't tell what was wrong with them. And then all of a sudden they would just die because their limbs had just, you know, had fallen apart. Even though they couldn't find any breaks or any bleeding or anything like that, just the, the impact of the bombs just, you know, made their, all their uh, limbs fall apart. And that's called Risuke Evarim. And that's one of the, so, so the, the, we, Rashi brings down that the Rabbanan have a Kabbalah, the rabbis had a Kabbalah from Sinai, that Risuke Evarim cannot live 24 hours. So if this bird, which has been crushed or banged up, uh, whatever, uh, trodden upon by animals, whatever, uh, knocked about, 
convulses, it's still alive and it lasts 24 hours. So that soul, that kind of trafer doesn't, it, it, it's gone. In other words, once it's 24 hours, then there's no trafer of, of Risuke Evarim, of the limbs falling apart. Now, it has to be checked, as we'll see, for other sulam. Maybe there's a puncture in the lungs. So he says, Amar Blazar, if it lasts 24, if you shechted it and you, without waiting 24 hours, even though you don't find any punctures in the, in the heart or in the lungs or anything like that, it's still no good because it's possible that there was Risuke Evarim and you didn't wait the 24 hours to have it checked properly. But if you waited the 24 hours and you shechted, it's kosher. You still have to check. You still have to check afterwards to make sure that one of the uh, other psulum of trefer not there, that there's no other puncture or some other kind. The other kinds of trefers can last up to a year. The animal can live up to a year. That's the definition of a trefer, whether it's a human or an animal. The definition of trefer is usually that it won't last. It can't live a, a year. But risuke varm can't last 24 hours. So if you waited 24 hours and the animal's still alive, so there's no problem with risuke varm. Remember, it just has to be checked for other possible trefa, trefa simonim. Okay, that's what we learned by the case of the of the Boy mine, So he asked, Rav Yirmi asked the following question. Now, we have this, what we call raglaim ladava. There's good reason to suspect that the animal may not, may not uh, live, may have a trefa because obviously the animal's been severely injured. So if you waited the 24 hours, and there's no problem with the suke varim because you waited 24 hours and you can shecht it, but can you shecht on yantif? There's a good chance you're going to find something wrong. Most animals, there are all animals we check, right? All animals we check for simonim of trefa after you shechted them. But most animals, it's not a problem because go bus a rove, most are okay. So you can shecht them on yantif, even though there's a chance that there's a trefa, but most likely it's not going to be trefa. We go according to the majority. The great majority of animals are not trefa. So, or birds, and therefore you can you can shecht on yantif and assume there's only a slight chance that, that you work for nothing if it turns out to be a trefa. But over here, where there's a good, a substantial chance that there's something wrong with the animal, can you shecht on yantif? Do we assume that there's a um, that there's a, uh, a reason to believe there's a chazak over here? Uh, there's grounds to believe that there's a, certainly a reis a defect over here. And do we say there's a chazaka, there's a presumption that there's a defect there and you shouldn't shecht it on yantif because there's a good chance you're going to find it to be a trefa. Oh, low or not. Oh, my So he says, well, let's look at our Mishnah. Tanina, our Mishnah, Zayn, Lav, You should not whiten or, you know, make red hot these tiles, let's in order to bake on them or roast on them. Vinamba, Micah, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? That's part of the roasting process, like heating up an oven. Here you're heating up the tile. Speak about new ones, like we just explained, right? The end of yesterday's stop, beginning of today's stop, that we're talking about brand new tiles that have not been used yet. They should start because you have to check to see if they, maybe they crack. Maybe they're new ones. Not all of them last, right? Some of them aren't made properly and they won't last. So you have to check. So what do you see? You're not supposed to, heat up these tiles for the first time, brand new tiles on Yantif, because they have to be checked and maybe something will be found wrong with them. So what, let's say the same thing over here, that you shouldn't shech this kind of a bird that's been, uh, that's been uh, you know, damaged, that's been trodden upon, it's been crushed by a larger animal. Uh, you shouldn't do that on Yantif because uh, you have to check and there's a chance that, good chance that the animal will be found to be wanting. It'll be a, a trefa and you work for nothing on Yantif. So there's your proof from our from our mission. Amr Lay. So he answered him. Um, 
So he said, so if Zayra answered him, Amalek answered him, no. Like we just said, there's two reasons why we shouldn't heat up a brand new tile on Yontem. One reason is because they ought to be checked. And maybe it turns out you did work for nothing. The other reason is no, because that's considered, that's almost like making a uh, a vessel, completing a vessel. Rashi's lost on the fourth line and Rashi in this page was, it's also to do because you're making it into a Kli. Again, Rashi refers to it as a Gzeira, etc. The concern is that if you really, uh, you are Makabapatish, it's not clear that you're being Makabapatish because it would be obvious then it would be like the case yesterday when you cut the, uh, uh, you cut the uh, wood spice and uh, you turned it into a toothpick, clearly that's, uh, you, you, you made a clea. Over here, it's more like a suffolk. Are you completing it or not? So therefore, it's exactly, you shouldn't do it. Maybe that's the shot. Going to Rebuta, maybe you would be able to do it. But in any case, he says, that's the reason why you can't do it, because there you're completing a clea. That's, a, that's really a mlacha doraisa. As opposed to, if you re- learn the reasons, because you have to check it, there's a possibility, maybe you work for nothing. That's really, that's clearly more of a drabonan. And uh, that wouldn't be as bad. So therefore, in the case of the bird, it could be, you sh- could check the bird on Yantam. Yes, there's a greater chance you'll find something wrong with it, but there's also a chance that it's kosher. After all, the Risuke Gevarim did not apply because it lasted 24 hours. So therefore, you can't prove anything from our mission. Tanya Echad, maybe yes or, we learn like this in, in Shabbos. Let's say several people are involved in cooking, in the cooking process on Shabbos. Is each one Chayib or is only one person? Tanya what one Bryce says in the Tosef Echad, maybe yes or, one person's bringing a fire. He's walking through the street with a fire. And the concern there is when he's walking with a fire, the wind is blowing it and making it more. So that's one thing he's making fire on Shabbos. Bechad, maybe says one brings the wood. Bechad, so says there, one puts the empty pot on the fire. Bechad, maybe says one guy brings the water. Bechad, no, one guy puts in uh, spices inside. Bechad, maybe and one guy's mixing the whole mixture with the water and the spices, etc. Kul and chayavim. The Bryce says they're all chayef from Malachan Shabbos of cooking. I have a Tanya, where you learned in another Bryce, only the last guy is chayef. The last guy who put the final thing in, he's chayef, and the other ones are potter. So what's going on? It's lokasha. The question is, when was the fire brought? If the fire was only added at the end, so the other guys didn't do anything. You put down an empty pot on a tripod or on an, or a cold oven, you didn't do anything, right? Um, you, 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 what did you mix? You mix water with spices. It wasn't hot. You didn't do any cooking. So if you brought the fire, if the fire was brought there first, so each person who did something, right, he put in the spices or he mixed it or he put the water on, uh, he bought the wood on the fire. Okay, that's all malacha. It's all either cooking, lighting a fire, etc. Fine. So that's the difference. I understand what they all did. If you put spices into a pot, with water on, on a fire, you're cooking. I understand that. Elishofus is there, my cupboard. The guy who put the empty pot, what did he do? The guy who put the empty pot on a fire, right? I understand everything else. You're walking with a fire, you're making bigger flame. Uh, you put water in the in the uh, in the stu- in the in the uh, pot that's on the fire, you're cooking the water. You put pavlin in, you're cooking the water, you're mixing it, that's all cooking. I understand that's all cooking. But what does putting an empty pot on a fire do? You're not cooking over them. I covered. Again, we're talking about a new pot. But the same reason we brought them before, you're you are whitening or making it uh, making it very hot. You're hardening the just like we saw the hardening the tiles here too. You're hardening the pot, and that's completing the process. And that's why it's awesome. If you have a new tanner uh, or karayim, tanner or karayim basically the same thing. These were earthenware ovens. Some uh, one had uh, like room for two pots, one had room for one. 
But in any case, um, these, if they're brand new, they're you can move them around. If you, have, you can sit on them, do something with them. You can't cook on Shabbos, but uh, you can use them. You don't smear them with shemen. With, you, don't, you don't smear them with uh, oil on Shabbos, right? Even on Yonta, for that matter, because you're completing the process, basically, right? Um, and he's talking about on Shabbos because you can sit on them. But you don't do these things on Shabbos, even on Yantha, you don't complete, you don't fix them on, on Yantha for complete them. You don't polish them with a cloth. Let's say that's very hot and you're cooking on Yantha. You can't cool it off by putting some cold water on there because it's very hot and uh, it's still burning hot. And then when you put, part of the process is after you make it real hot, then you put some cold water on and that like seals it up. That's also completing the kli and finishing the kli. Let's say, let's say simply it, it, it's so heated up that they, it'll burn the bread inside, and that's what you're you're cooling it off in order so that the bread won't burn. That's mutter because that's part of the cooking process, obviously on yantar. Let's say you have a animal that you have shechted on yantar. Now, what are you allowed to do? What are you allowed to do? Well, you shechted, you're allowed to eat it, you're allowed to do what's necessary, but you can't do things which look like things that you do during the weekdays. So for example, you can scald the head and the feet to get rid of the hair and the extraneous dirt that's on the animal. And you can even singe them in fire. But don't cover them with clay or with earth, not with lime. Don't use scissors. Because that already looks like, you know, like you're doing it for the weekdays, right? Uh, it, it looks like you're cutting off the hair because maybe you're going to use the hair. In other words, there's nothing to do with yantip. Okay, so those things, so the certain things are allowed. Part of, you know, you got to clean the animal up. But you don't do things that make it look like you're, um, you know, using it for weekdays. where You're processing the hide or using the hair or whatever. Um, the ain't goes in a say, Yerek, the tisporet shalom. Also, don't use... The regular, you know, let's say you're working in your garden. Uh, so during the weekdays, so you use like heavy shears and all kinds of instruments that, uh, you know, uh, uh, gardener's tools. Don't do that. Even you're allowed to prepare the vegetables on Yantif, but don't use gardener's tools. But you could trim artichoke, and cardoon. These are uh, vegetables that are hard to process. In other words, that they're complicated. So you could fix those, trim them. And you can also heat up and bake in a large oven if necessary. Even though you're going to be cooking a lot because sometimes you have a lot of people there, even though some will be left over, you can do that because as we said before, it's the same amount of work involved to make one loaf or to make 20 loaves, right? It's the same amount of work. So you can even make more. You could even heat up water in a large urn, like a very large urn that the commercial urn, if you need that. They know from the porni chadasha, but don't bake in a large new oven. Because maybe it'll crack. Again, when it comes to those, in those days, when you got a new one, today you want a new one, it'll work better, right? In those days, you got a metal, today you get metal and stainless steel and all kinds of stuff that, that's, uh, that's good when it's new. But these things that they made were mostly earthenware. And they had a good chance of cracking, so they didn't. They, they were, the rabbis discouraged people from using new ones. Also, you shouldn't blow with bellows when you're baking, because again, it looks like right? It looks like you're doing a malacha. Like, what are you doing over here? You're just baking 
What are you, what are you blowing like? You're making you know, like a blacksmith or something over here. But you could use a small one. You can blow with a small tube. You shouldn't fix the spit. Again, this, those, those are not according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said that anything necessary to cooking, even preparing the utensils and the instruments that you need to cook, including you know, fixing the spit. You need a spit, a spit over here to, to roast the, uh, the chicken or whatever, to roast the duck. So Rabbi Yehuda would allow you to do it. So the Bryce over here just says, no, ain't metaknes shakud, you can't fix it. Ve'in mechad nosa, don't sharpen it. Tanabana, ain't mefatsenes hakona. Don't split a reed, litzos bo maliach. Yeah, and what they do is they would they would split up a reed and take the, uh, the, the outer part, like the outer membrane of the reed and put that on the fire. So when they put the fish on the fire, it wouldn't burn the fish. You just, you want to make it hot. You want to roast it, but you don't want to burn it. So to, to roast a, a, a salty fish on there. You don't do that because again, by putting reed, you're effectively making an instrument. You're making an instrument like a layer, you're making a, a tray that goes on, right on the fire. But what you could do is you can crack an egg. They would take an, an egg, an egg, a, a nut. They would take a, uh, want to crack a nut and they would put a cloth around the nut so when you crack it, the pieces don't go flying. So you can, you can uh, crack open a nut in a cloth. You're not worried about maybe the cloth will tear. You're not supposed to tear. Tear is also malach. And Rashi says the reason you're not concerned is because uh, even, if you, even if it does tear, it's not a problem because it's not for The only thing that's a real malacha is when you tear in order to sew something. The same thing like erasing. Erasing is only erasing in order to write something there. So this is not a real malacha, and therefore uh, that's mutter, even if you don't hold like rebuta, certain things are usur uh, if you don't hold like rebuta, and certain things are mutter, even if you don't like rebuta, uh, and uh, it's still mutter to do something like that because there's no concern about doing a malacha do raisa. Vodem or Rashi doesn't like the words for Odom or Blazer, it's Reb Eliezer, because uh, what is this talk? He's talking about another cool that Reb Eliezer said, but we had a different sheet for Rabbanon. We talked about uh, don't making a, not, not, not making a fire from scratch yesterday, other things in between. So it doesn't make sense to put this. Rashi says maybe this is a little bit out of order. In any case, Odom and Blazer says the following Odom and Amala listen to carefully. Muktz over here means, remember, Muktz means something set aside. You're not planning on using on Shabbos. So here we're talking about on, let's say on Yantuf and or Arab Shabbos, he's going to say uh, on a here means uh, fruits that you took up to dry on the roof. And they are partially done, partially not done. Remember, as long as they have to sit out in the sun, they're not going to be ready for another week. Then it's certainly muktzah. You can't use that. Even according to Shimon, you can't touch those things on Shabbos or Yantuf. If they're completed, then it's not muktzah anymore. Then you can use them on Shabbos, right? Here, it's speaking about where they're partial. Some people would use them. Some people wouldn't. So you're standing over here, you stand here on Erev Shabbos, Misha says, Bishvias and Shemitah, like this here, we're in Shemitah here right now. What's the advantage of Shemitah? There's no Trumas and Maestras. No Trumas and Maestras, because the Pusik says, uh, when it comes to Shemitah, who's going to eat that? It says, the your poor people will eat it, the Yitram and the leftover Tochachayasasada, just like animals eat without Trumas Maestras, same thing people eat without Trumas Maestras. So, there is no Trumas and Maestras on Shvias Meratora. Now, let's not talk about practically halacha because it's a shiloh whether Shvias applies today, Midoraisa. So today, I think they do they do take Trumas and Maestras on stuff that grows in Eretz Yisrael. Even if it's Shemitah year, it's not clear what. So they take Trumas and Maestras. But Minatora, Shemitah itself, the Shemitah produce is not high up in Trumas and Maestras. So it's like this. You could stand on Arab Shabbos in Shemitah, Shemitah year, where there's no Trumas and Maestras. 
and say, In other words, the, the stuff that we're talking about, these dried fruits are partially dried. They're milk muktza until now. Now he says, you know what? I'm going to take from this pile tomorrow. I'm going to eat something. You could do that. And that makes it prepared so that it's not muktza on Shabbos. The Tanakam Mirabeleza says you're allowed to do that, even though you didn't say clearly which fruits you're going to eat. Right? He holds a brera tomorrow when I pick which some of these, I'm going to pick them tomorrow and eat some from this uh, pile of dried fruits here. So it's the glory Muslim Afreya. It turns out, Afreya, these are the ones that I chose because he holds a brera. Yet in the famous Machlokas, wherever Chum disagree, of course, Chum say, He's got to mark them. He's got to say, no, I'm going to take these particular fruits. Not, he can't stand there and say all the stuff on that's being dried out there on the roof is kosher because he's not going to eat all of them. He can't, or he can't say, I'm going to take some. If he says, listen, I'm going to take all of them, I'm going to give a big kiddish tomorrow and we're going to use it all. Fine. Then he did the whole thing. There's no problem with prayer. But he can't say, I'm going to take some of these tomorrow even though, and, and not specify them according to Rabban Rabban. He says, you could. You could specify, you, you, could, you could say, I'm going to take from here tomorrow, even though you didn't specify which ones, because he holds a brera. Tomorrow, when he picks them, it turns out those are the ones that he retroactively picked. Rabbanon said, don't hold the brera. That's how we pass. From here to here, these are the ones I'm going to take tomorrow. And that makes them unmuktza. Now they're prepared, they're muhan, and you're allowed to eat them tomorrow. Why does he talk about on Shvias? Why is that on Shemitah? Because any other year, it's not enough to do that because he first had to take trumasomyces. Stam, yes, if you took trumasomyces before you dried them, you're right, that would be okay. But in usually when people, people don't take trumasomyces until the stuff is ready to be eaten, until this, we said, brought into the house, ready to be eaten. So if these have been set up to be dried out on the roof and you're waiting for them to dry, usually you didn't take trumasomyces. So any other year, it's not enough on Arab Shabbos, right before Shabbos, to say, I'm going to take from here tomorrow, even if he specify which ones, because they're still lacking trumas and maestros, so you can't eat them on Shabbos. So here we're talking about where there's no trumas and maestros. Okay. Tanan, Hassam, we learned, I guess we've said this many times, that when you have trumas maestros, when the food is nigma malachto, you finished winnowing and processing and threshing and all the things you have to do, and you bring them into your chutzah or into your house through the front door, then they're chayiv and trumas and until such Until that time, until you bring them in, after they be, both things have to be done. They have to be finished, their work is finished process, and you bring them into your house or into your chutzah. If you're lacking one of those two, you could still eat them raw. You could take a bite out of them. You could have a, you know, pick a fruit. You could eat one, no problem. There's no, there's no chayiv and trumas and yet. So we say like Fraim. this, no, pardon? Fraim, if you hold yes. the brera, you can, why can't you pull the same shtick? If you hold the brera, you yeah, can take the trumas and maestros the same way we did it. We weren't talked about it. We did a haramu. Oh, if he did, oh. if he if he would do it, you're right. If he would do the trumas and maestros, then afterwards. Oh, so what's the problem? The problem is that the, you shouldn't ask us to take trumas and maestros on Shabbos, right? Oh, okay. But if he did, we're going to see in the Gemara later on. The Gemara is going to end off and saying, yeah, if he did, ain't a chanami, it would work. But we're saying a person shouldn't do it. In a regular year, you shouldn't do it because you're still lacking trumas and maestros. As I said before, if you took trumas and maestros already, then we okay. Before you dried them, let's say, took that would be okay too. And the truth is, if you took Trumas and Mises on Shabbos, you would also be allowed to do it. Even though you're not supposed to, you would, because not an Isra Dor says, we'll see. You're right. If you did it, you did it. You're right. You don't even need the Brera. You don't even need the Brera. The Brera is what you're picking. But once you pick them, you don't have to come on to, let's say, if you, if you hold the Brera, and once you pick them, take Trumas and Mises right then. You could do that on Shabbos, Minat Torah. You could do it that way, but you're right. Or do it with Brera. Either way, that would work. But the Mishnah said on Shemitah because this way we don't get into the problem of Trumas Maestros at all. There's no problem there. So the Mars is like this. In Mar, Mishnah Maestros says, Tan awesome, tinoka shetim no, tain, shetim, Let's say some children hid some, 
some figs. They weren't brought into the house yet. They weren't brought into the house yet. So they're not chayiv and trumas but they hid some Erev Shabbos. They were planning on eating them for Shabbos party on Shabbos. So they hid some on Erev Shabbos out in the field. They hid some in the field they were planning on eating. when they forgot about them. Below us, they didn't take trumas and They just prepared without taking trumas the matzah Shabbos lo yochlu elim kain asru. Matzah Shabbos after Shabbos they forgot the whole thing. They forgot about Shabbos. They forgot them on, on Shabbos after Shabbos. Even though they haven't been brought in properly into the house, you still have trumas and Why? Because Shabbos itself is koveya. We said before that if it's nigmar malachto, if the fruit is ready to be eaten, the fruit or the uh, grains are ready to be eaten, and you brought them into the house or, or into the chutz, those two requirements you have trumas and Here he tells you. Even children, the Kiddush is that even children, because children, you might think that they don't have das, no, but their misa works. And what's the point over here? Even though they weren't brought into the house or into the chutzar, but they were completed, they were ready to be eaten, and the children prepared them for Shabbos. Shabbos has chashivas, the Shabbos is koveya, yechayv chumas or maisas. So even though you didn't eat them on Shabbos, but they prepared them for Shabbos, then on Matzah Shabbos, they haven't eaten them yet, they're still chayv chumas or maisas, because the fact that they prepared them for Shabbos, Shabbos is koveya. That's the first thing that we learned in Mises. That's when they are, the process has been completed and you prepare them for Shabbos. Preparing them for Shabbos is the equivalent of bringing them into the house. Tzananami, we'll also learn this. Let's say you put some figs into your chatzar in order, you're leaving them and you want to uh, lay them out in order to dry them. So that means that they're not finished yet. They're not ready. They're not nigma malachto. Not on Shabbos. In general, you can eat from them meaning you can eat from them. You can take a bite here and there because they're not having or mysis yet because it's not nigmar malachto. As we said, you have to have two, two, two requirements, nigmar malachto and brought them into the house. Oh, we also said that Shabbos is the equivalent of bringing them into the house. What happens though, right? So, so, so if you put some figs to dry, that means that not nigmar malachto, but here's the question. What about Shabbos? He said Shabbos is the equivalent of bringing him into the house, right? Would Shabbos be kobeya then as muksa, meaning that they are, you can't use them. They're set aside. If they're set aside from Maeser, if it's not Nigma Malachto. We said if it's Nigma Malachto, like the kids who hid the stuff out in the field, it's the equivalent, and they prepared it for Shabbos, it's the equivalent of bringing him into the house, bringing him into the house. Okay, and we also said that if it's not nigma malachto, you're not you can eat achilas aroy. What happens if it's Shabbos? Would Shabbos have a double effect, both that it's koveya lamaser, as if it brought into the house, and also not nigma malachto? Would it help to be chayven meiser, even though it's not you didn't finish the malacha yet? It's still in the middle of being processed, and you didn't bring it out. Me, Amrina, and Kivan Chsiv, since the Pasuk is the cross of Shabbos owner. Shabbos is on it. Whatever you eat on Shabbos is a delight. That's it's like finish, right? Kava that, that sets it, that uh, establishes it for achiv ma'is. Even though it hasn't been finished yet, only Shabbos is the equivalent of bringing it into the house. But it's still the process has to be finished. It's better, it has to be ready for eating. Amrle, so if Nachman answered him, Shabbos kavas, Shabbos kavei ben medavish lima malachta ben shalom malachta. That is anything you're planning on eating on Shabbos, you're chayiv ma'iser. Even if you don't eat it on Shabbos, see if you do, if you didn't plan on eating on Shabbos and you ate it on Shabbos, you're just because you're ready to eat it now, right? You're eating it now, so whatever you eat on Shabbos, but something that you that you planned on eating on Shabbos is kobeya, even if it's not nigmalachu, even if you didn't bring it in the house. Maybe Shabbos is only the equivalent of a chutzur. Just like 
bringing it into the chutzur or bringing it to the house is only kovea for masa, only makes you chayv meiser, too much meiser, only davish lingmachto. Av Shabbos will take davish lingmachto. Maybe it's only for that. Amalei limidar chuviyadenu. We have a clearly established ruling from a long time ago. Shabbos kavas ben davish lingmachto ben davish lingmachto. Notice the lima that we say for us about Shabbos only means anything you eat on Shabbos is chayv and tumas meiser. Whether it's finished, whether it's not finished, into the house, not into the house, you chayv. Okay. That's what he said. That's when he answered him. So Shabbos is Kovea for Meiser. Omer Marzut, Rebbei, Rebbe Nachman, Afanam Tinina. What does all this have to do with us? I'll tell you. See, it's sitting in our Mishnah. But Odom, Rebbe Lezer, I'm not going to say. Omer Odom, I'll look. So a person could stand next to these dried fruits that are in the process of being dried. Erev Shabbos Vishiyas, Erev Shabbos and Shemitah, and it says there, and you could say, okay, Mikanai Neochel Machar. Since there's no problem of Tumas or Meisros, uh, I'm going to eat from here tomorrow. And if you hold the Korn, Rebbe Lezer holds a Breira. That's good enough, and you can eat them on Shabbos. Time it is Shvius. Why are you allowed to do it? Because it's Shemitah, the Labar Surah, because there's no Tumas Maisa on Shvius. But it was, it was one of the other six years of the Shemitah cycle. Hachanami right? would be also, it would be also to do it, because only in Shemitah you could do that. Otherwise, it would be also my time, Lab Mishum, the Shabbos cover. Why? Because Shabbos itself, you said you're planning and eating this on Shabbos. Shabbos was a Kobea for, for uh, Maiser, even though it's not Nigma Malach, even though it's not finished. So you see here that Shabbos is Kobea. Whether you whether you brought it into the house or not, whether it was finished or not, that's your proof. Sigmar says no, you can't prove it there. So Mazutra Reb Nachman said that. I he's told Reb Nachman his father, you have arrived from here too. He says no, no, no proof. Shiny awesome. Keep him the Omar Mikana Niocha Lamachar Kavalei Since he said specifically, I'm going to eat from here tomorrow. That was Kaveya. Rashi, the first of the widest lines. Rashi says, Shiny awesome. The Iu Achshav B'Dibur Shakar Chila. It's not, it's not necessarily a proof from there that Shabbos was Kobea. Why? Because uh, only it works on Shemitah. If it wouldn't be Shemitah, it wouldn't work because, because, because you'd be uh, making it for Shabbos. Shabbos itself was Kobea for Maser, whether, even though it was, it was incomplete, the fruits were incomplete, they weren't finished yet. No, the reason over there is because you said, I'm going to eat from here. When you said, I'm going to eat from here, that itself was Kobea for Maser. Shiny Hossam, Kivan Domer, Mikani Nochel, Machar, Kobea So there's no proof from there. And as it could be that you can't prove the case. It could be that Shabbos is Kobea, whether you came into the house or not, whether it was finished or not, Shabbos is Kobea, but you can't prove it from our Mishnah. He says, wait a minute, if that's the case, if, you, if it's just the words yourself, I'm going to eat from here, makes it Kobea Lemaiser, Yochi Meir says, why talk about Shabbos? Afila B'chol Nami. Talk about the, even the, during the weekdays, whenever you say you're going to eat from there, Yochayv and Meiser. So t- tell me the Chiddush. What do you have to, and tell me the Chiddush Rashi says, like Baizram, what do you have to tell me all of this? The fact you mentioned in this way sounds like that it's teaching you that uh, that Dafka on Shabbos, because on Shabbos you can't take Trumas or Meisers. So, so that's the problem. During the weekdays, if the Christian is saying, I'm going to eat from here, so it's uh, it's a question of Maser. It's nothing to do with, with Shabbos being Kobeh. Rashi says, Seder's wrong. And, and here we're talking about hachana for gozos. The issue of brayer is something we talk about by birds, by other things, not by not by uh, mice. So here, if the, if the point over here is that saying I'm going to eat something makes it kabeir for mice, why talk about Shabbos? Here's the chiddush: Hakamash Mulan, the tevel muchen who ate all Shabboshim over v'tikna matuk. And here's the chiddush: the chiddush is this: that the only problem is trumas and Right, because on Shemitah there's no trumas and so you're allowed to do it Arab Shabbos in Shemitah, and that's kabeir because if you hold the brayer. But the other six years of the Shemitah cycle, you can't. You can't eat it. It's usr. Why? Why? So why does it say dafka on Shabbos? 
that Tevel is considered Muchanetz Shabbos, meaning the only promise to Mishmaisus, but it's not considered not a problem of Hachana for Shabbos. Why? Because even though it's Tevel, if you haven't taken Shumas Mishmaisus yet, it's still considered prepared for Shabbos. Because from over Ashi explains like this: that since, as I said before, to Rumi's question, if you if since on uh, Shabbos. Technically, mandatory you're allowed to take Trumas Ramesses. The rabbi said, don't take Trumas Ramesses on Shabbos because it's like you're fixing something and we want to stay away from fixing, repairing something, uh, we want to stay away from that. So it looks like fixing something, so don't take Trumas Ramesses. But if you did, you could, it's how you could take Trumas Ramesses on Shabbos. So he says like this. So he says, the only problem is Meiser. Why shouldn't you do this? Uh, you can only do this on Shemitah. You shouldn't do this during the rest of the year. Why? Because, because there's a problem of Trumas Ramesses. Right? But the Kiddush is that it's, it's not a problem of hachana that it's not prepared for Shabbos, that it's muksa. The problem is only Tumas Ramesis. Me, I say, well, well, wait a minute. If something is muksa machmas iser, it's muksa because, you know, in order to, to, eat, to eat that or touch that or do anything with it, it's also to do on Shabbos or Samlacha. Here, it's not muksa machmas iser. If trum, taking Tumas Ramesis would be an iser to Orisa on Shabbos, then it would be muksa machmas iser. You can't take trumas ramaisas. It's also to it's also to touch that stuff. You certainly can't eat it. It's, it's also to take trumas ramaisas on Shabbos. So if that would be the problem, right? If that would be the issue, right? So you'd have a problem over here of muksa. He's telling you no. The issue is only is only miser. The reason you can't do the other six years, the other day, the years, is because it's a problem of miser, meaning that you have to take trumas ramaisas. But if it would be if trumas ramaisas would be also in a Torah, it would be muksa machmas iser. And here it's not it's only a problem of taking Jumas Maisis, which is also to do. So he says, you shouldn't do that the other six years of the cycle. But if you did and you took Jumas Maisis, it would be Mutter be eaten. It wouldn't be considered Muksa. That's the point. Even though it's Tevo, it's considered prepared for Shabbos. It's not Muksa. It would be Mutter. The is going to continue with this tomorrow, ask a question on this answer. But the point is, is that the rest of on Shemitah, you're allowed to do it according to Rabbi Lezer, who holds a Breira. Why? Because there's no problem of Meiser, but the other years would be a problem of Meiser. If you did it, you still have to take Trumas and Meisers. Again, if you took Trumas and Meisers before, or you took it on Shabbos and you were over, like he says, if you did it, you're over on Adrabonan, it would still be Metukan and you could eat it. But the, it's a problem. You shouldn't take Trumas and Meisers on, on Shabbos on the other um, and on the other years where you're high in Trumas and Meisers. All right, we'll stop here. We'll pick it up from here tomorrow, Mr. from the top of the Beautiful. page. Have a good day, everybody. Call to Remember, uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week is Rosh Chodesh. So we'll be learning 20 minutes earlier those days. Wednesday and Thursday is Rosh Chodesh. So we'll start at uh, 5 instead of 5.20. Tomorrow's Tuesday. We'll start at the regular time at 5.20.